Hello and welcome. You are listening to the $100,000 stock portfolio. This is a series where I am building a dividend stock portfolio from scratch with the ultimate goal of having six figures invested. My name is Ryan Scribner and I'm an investing junkie and online business enthusiast. I left my nine to five back in 2017 to dive headfirst into the world of online business. I have a rapidly growing YouTube channel and I am the co-owner of the personal finance blog, Investing Simple. Each month, I invest a few thousand of the passive income from my businesses into this portfolio. The brokerage I invest with is M1 Finance. Check out the show notes for a link to my channel as well as a free step-by-step -step guide on how you too can invest with M1 Finance. That being said, let's get on with the show. So in this video today, we're going to be doing an update on my $100,000 M1 Finance dividend portfolio. Now, for those who have tuned in for all the episodes, you're probably wondering why my balance is so much higher this month than it was the previous month. And no, it is not all from capital gains and dividends. I wish it was. It is actually me taking advantage of a feature on M1 Finance called M1 Borrow. So in this video, we're gonna talk about M1 Borrow and how I've essentially borrowed money to invest with within my portfolio. We're also going to be doing an update on the passive income that this portfolio is earning. And we're gonna take a look at the holdings and see what my performance has been so far with this investment portfolio. And of course, if you as well want to invest with M1 Finance, it is a great brokerage for long-term dividend investing because it allows me to buy fractional shares of stocks and index funds that trade on the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ. So you don't have to worry about purchasing entire shares. You can buy as little as one ten thousandth of a share. It's also great because dividends can be automatically reinvested and it's a very smart algorithm that will rebalance your portfolio automatically as you contribute more money. If you're looking to get up and running with M1 Finance, guys, I have a free training linked up down below that takes you to a 30-minute video that walks you through step-by-step -step how to get started with the M1 Finance brokerage platform. But that being said, let's get into my portfolio here and talk about my activity over the last 30 days here. And as I mentioned, there was a significant jump in the value of my portfolio. As you can see, on July 13th, I had nine purchases within this portfolio. I actually added three completely new stocks and I invested $25,499.99. Now we'll cover that in a minute, but first of all, I just wanna briefly cover the dividend activity in this portfolio, as well as my personal contributions. Now I mentioned this in my last update video, but I will just cover this briefly for those who may be catching up here. In the month of June, I ended up selling my shares of Delta Airlines and American Airlines for just about break even. And that is because I had invested in the Jets ETF in a different portfolio, which essentially owns all of the different airlines out there. So I was overweight in the airline industry. These stocks were not paying dividends. So I decided to sell them and those proceeds were reinvested across these dividend stocks here on the left. 
And I also ended up selling my shares of Boeing because I believed they were becoming a bit overvalued. And I ended up selling them for around a 50% return, which makes this one of my better investments that I've honestly ever made. I didn't hold Boeing for a terribly long amount of time, but because the stock had such a quick rally, I was getting skeptical. I decided to take my profit and run. I sold that for a total value of around $9,000, and that money was reinvested across these stocks that you see here. Now, for the purpose of full transparency here, guys, I'll show you exactly what I sold my shares of Boeing for. I sold them on June 5th for about $204 per share, and I actually timed that pretty well because although the stock did continue to climb higher, um, by June, by Monday, June 8th, it was at 2.30. Then it went back into a bit of a retraction and it's currently trading at around $175. So guys, I'm pretty happy that I decided to pull the trigger and sell my shares of Boeing at 205 back in June. And that money is now invested in dividend paying stocks since Boeing is not currently offering a dividend. Now, in terms of my dividend activity, I did have some dividends earned in the month of June. First of all, on June 10th, I earned $38 or so from Emerson Electric, $54.40 here from IBM. June 11th, I earned a small $6.20 dividend from Microsoft. On the 12th, I earned $22.76 from 3M, $51.77 from Walgreens Boots Alliance, and then at the beginning of July here, I earned a $58.03 dividend from Coca-Cola and $50.59 from Genuine Parts Company. Now, as you can see here, guys, every time I earn dividends, it is automatically reinvested across my entire portfolio, assuming it pushes my balance above $10 per share, which it almost always does based on the fact that I have so much money invested in these dividend stocks. So for example, on July 1st, I earned these dividends and the following day, $108.62 that I earned in dividends was reinvested across my entire portfolio. But the main thing I want to cover now is my July 13th activity, which was this morning where I invested $25,499.99 and I added three brand new stocks to my portfolio. Number one is Intel. Number two is Merck and & Company, and number three is none other than McDonald's Corporation. Now, we're not going to go into a full in-depth analysis of why I bought these companies. I'm probably going to save that for next month's update because I want to focus instead on this $25,000 of essentially borrowed money that I decided to invest in my portfolio. So let's go ahead and talk about that now. Now you may or may not be familiar with this, but I'm actually the co-owner of a personal finance blog out there called investingsimple.com. And one of our writers here was putting together an article on a feature of M1 Finance known as M1 Borrow. So over the weekend, I was proofreading this article and I'm gonna link it up down in the description below if you guys wanna check it out yourselves. I was proofreading this article and I was reading about how M1 Finance will essentially allow you to borrow money as a line of credit with the stocks held within your account serving as collateral. Now, I've never done this myself and I'm certainly not recommending it, guys. This is not any kind of financial advice and I'm not ad advocating for this activity whatsoever. I'm simply showing you what I have decided to do with my money in my portfolio. But I was reading through this article because I was proofreading it, and it's something I've never explored myself personally, but it mentioned that M1 Borrow is offering lines of credit up to 35% 
of your investment portfolio at an interest rate of 3.5%. Now, that's still a pretty low interest rate, but at that rate, I wouldn't personally be interested in borrowing that money because I wouldn't be confident that I could beat that rate uh, with a portfolio invested in dividend stocks. Most likely I could, but I would just personally say, yeah, you know what, there's not enough meat left on the bone to borrow money at that rate. However, then I continued reading this article and I found out that if you're a member of M1 Plus, which I am, which essentially gives you two trading windows per day and you pay an annual subscription of $125 per year, if you're a member of M1 Plus, there is an automatic 1.5% reduction of that typical interest rate for M1 borrow. So all of a sudden, that goes from a 3.5% rate down to 2% rate. Now at 2%, all of a sudden, I become interested in borrowing that money to essentially invest across my dividend portfolio. So essentially, after doing this, that got the gears turning in my head. And I thought about the dividend yield of my portfolio and essentially capitalizing on the difference between what I'm paying in interest and what I am earning in dividends. Now, if you're confused so far, don't worry. I'm going to explain this very simply here. If we take a look at my dividend portfolio here of these 15 different stocks, the dividend yield of this portfolio is currently 3.175%. Now, M1 Borrow is essentially offering me this opportunity to borrow up to 35% of the value of my portfolio at a 2% interest rate. So essentially what that means here is if the dividend yield of my portfolio is consistent at 3.175%, it's essentially free money that is being offered to me. Now, I'm not saying this is risk-free whatsoever, and there is, of course, the possibility that this will not work out in my favor. For example, if multiple companies that I own here cut their dividends and that dividend yield falls below 2%, well, all of a sudden, this isn't such a sweet deal after all. Second of all, if the value of my portfolio went down significantly, then on a capital gains basis, this could be a bad investment in the short term. But essentially, the way that I look at it is I am diversified across 15 dividend stocks, many of which are dividend aristocrats that have paid dividends for 25 plus years and grown them every single year. The odds that multiple companies would slash or eliminate their dividends and bring this yield down below 2% are very slim. Not to mention, based on the current interest rate environment, I don't see interest rates going higher anytime soon. So I personally am comfortable with the risk associated with borrowing this money and investing it back into my dividend portfolio. And the other thing to consider here is that this dividend yield does not factor in any capital gains possibility here because this is just the amount of money I will likely make per year based on the current dividend yield of my portfolio. However, we do have to keep in mind that with a dividend stock, you have the opportunity for both dividend income as well as growth from asset appreciation or essentially buying a stock at a given share price and having that price climb higher and higher. For example, we're gonna jump into my holdings tab and take a look at exactly that right now, where I own a number of companies that I bought at a certain price, they're now trading for a higher price, and over that period of time, I earned dividends as well. And we also know by looking at the S&P 500, or the largest 500 publicly traded companies, 
that the average return from the stock market is around 10% per year. So if I'm able to borrow money at 2% and earn somewhere around 10%, now it's not going to happen every single year. If there were another market crash, I could be in a position where I've basically borrowed money to buy shares that are now worth less than what I paid for them. But if you have a long-term outlook and you don't think interest rates are going to climb higher, then there is the potential here for arbitrage or essentially borrowing money and then investing that money and having your return exceed what you are paying in interest. Again, guys, let me just restate. This is not financial advice. I am not recommending that you do this yourself. Uh, it is totally up to you and you should do your own research on this and determine whether or not you are comfortable with the risks associated with this type of investment. But as you can see here, essentially what I did is borrowed $25,000 from M1 Borrow at a base rate of just 2% since I am an M1 Plus user. Now, I didn't fully exhaust my line of credit here because as you can see, I could borrow up to $34,700. I decided to start with $25,000 and maybe down the road, I may revisit this and add more to my portfolio. But essentially, what we have here is money that is being lent out to me that I invested back into my portfolio. And if for some reason I didn't pay this money back or if my portfolio value fell, I could run into a situation called a maintenance call, which is where M1 Finance requires me to deposit more money to stay in good standing with them. Now, what that means basically is M1 Finance is taking a risk here by loaning me this $25,000. However, if I stiffed them and said, I'm not paying you back, they have the right to sell the securities within my portfolio to recoup that $25,000 investment. So the risk on behalf of M1 Finance is very low because this is a secured line of credit with collateral backing it. But if the value of my portfolio fell significantly, to 65,940 in one penny or below, M1 Finance would issue a maintenance call and require me to deposit funds or they would have the right to sell my securities to cover their loan because my account would no longer be in good standing. And that is because they're only able to loan you 35% of the value of your portfolio to protect themselves from unforeseen risks. So the question becomes, how much passive income am I now earning from this portfolio after paying my expenses associated with M1 Borrow and this $25,000 loan? Well, I'm not gonna go through all of these individually here, guys. You can look through them yourselves if you want to, but the majority of that $25,000 was invested across my three newest holdings, which are Intel, McDonald's, and Merck and & Company. So with Intel, for example, I'm going to be earning $108.90 per year in dividend income. With Merck and Company, it's going to be $157.14. And with McDonald's, it is $133.50. So if we tally up all of the dividend stocks that I own, on an annual basis, it is now $2,885.77 in dividend income. On a monthly basis, that's $240.48. And on a daily basis, it is $7.91. 
Now, as mentioned, based on borrowing this $25,000, I am paying 2% interest on this loan. Now, this $27,78 being my next bill, I'm not sure if that is prorated based on me only borrowing this money for, um, you know, starting from the 13th of July forward. So this may be higher later on. So this may not be an exact figure here, but based on that $27,78 per month, it's about 91 cents per day or 333.36 per year. Now, obviously, if you do the math on that, guys, 2% of $25,000 is $500. So it's probably going to be $500 on an annual basis. But I just plugged this figure in here since that came directly from M1 Finance. But it's going to be somewhere around this figure, maybe a little bit higher. So anyways, guys, based on this, I'll be earning around $212.70 per month or about 7 bucks a day or around $2,500 per month in dividend income. And based on being able to borrow money at 2% and earn about 3.1% in dividend income, it's essentially free money. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there are risks associated with this. It's no guarantee, but it is a risk I am comfortable with. And I'm certainly okay with paying about, you know, 27 to 28 bucks per month for this loan. Now, that being said, guys, the final thing I want to do here is go over my portfolio and take a look at the holdings here and see what the performance is of my portfolio thus far. And this is only based on capital gains. It doesn't factor in any dividends earned. And this, again, is how you're able to be paid in two different ways by owning dividend stocks. So first of all, the biggest winner here is Lowe's. I am up around 52%. Number two is Apple. I'm up about 30%. Number three, Emerson Electric, up about 19%. Uh, this is based on a dollar value-wise. Uh, these are the ones I've earned the most money on, not a percentage basis. Number four is Microsoft, up 20%. It's been a big year so far for tech. Number five, we have Genuine Parts Company, up around 9%. Duncan Brands, up about three. Coca-Cola, up about two and a half. Merck and Company that I just purchased were up 1.3%. McDonald's up 1.2. And then with these others here, we're about break even or a little bit down, excluding General Electric. So Intel down just about 0.4%. National Grid down about 3.5%. 3M down about 6.5%. IBM down around 6 Walgreens just reported earnings that were not so great. They're down around 14%. And of course, we have the worst performer here, which is General Electric down 52%. But I'll just restate this for those who are not familiar. This is a stock I actually transferred into this portfolio that I purchased back in 2018. So if you exclude that and look at the new money flowing into this portfolio, it's actually done pretty well, excluding General Electric, which is a legacy investment. But anyways, guys, there is my update on this M1 Finance portfolio. Uh, if you guys want to try out M1 Finance yourself, I have an affiliate link down in the description below. So I will earn a small commission if you do decide to use that link. I also have that completely free M1 Finance training if you're interested in learning the ins and outs of this platform. I will also link to that M1 Borrow article so you guys can learn more about that and decide whether or not it is something that interests you. And we'll continue to follow up with this going forward every single month and talk about what I'm actually paying for M1 Borrow. Like I said, I'm not sure if that amount of money is prorated based on me only borrowing from the 13th of the month going forward, uh, because obviously 2% of 25,000 is 500 bucks per year. But even so, if I'm borrowing at 2%, 
and earning a dividend yield of around 3.1, it is essentially free money, assuming I am comfortable with the risks associated with investing some borrowed money. And yes, we are at a portfolio value here of $99,000 and some change. So we are going to hit that $100,000 mark much sooner based on borrowing that money. However, I'm going to continue the series at least for the rest of the year because people tend to enjoy it and I think they want to see how this portfolio performs over the coming months. So I'll keep it going, guys. Maybe we'll increase this goal to a quarter million dollar dividend stock portfolio. I would love to hear what you guys think about that down in the comment section below. But thanks so much for watching, guys. Subscribe if you haven't already, and I will see you in the next video. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you stuck around to the end, please take one minute and leave me an honest review of this podcast. As always, you can check me out on YouTube for more content, or feel free to grab my free training on investing with M1 Finance for beginners. This is the exact brokerage I personally invest with. Those links are in the show notes. See you next month.